welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone tonight. And your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all life, everywhere. But wherever that is not the case, and there be a disregard for life within any individual or government system, then within those ones, there is work to be done. Because the lack of those higher qualities within the hearts and minds of anyone or the lives of others is the cause of humanity's decline. And the permanent solution to mankind's decline will never be found in the outer world and definitely not by means of hate, injustice, and wars. But only when individuals look inward to their own mighty I Am Presence, the presence of God within each and every one of us, will they find that the answer is and has always been love. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and light and y'all be loved. Now in the church at Antioch there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. So, after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. The two of them, sent on their way by the Holy Spirit, went down to Seleucia and sailed from there to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogues. John was with them as their helper. They traveled through the whole island until they came to Paphos. There they met a Jewish sorcerer and false prophet named Bar-Jesus, who was an attendant of the proconsul, Sergius Paulus. The proconsul, an intelligent man, sent for Barnabas and Saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elimus the sorcerer, for that is what his name means, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from the faith. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elimus and said, You are a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? Now the hand of the Lord is against you. You are going to be blind for a time, not even able to see the light of the sun. Immediately mist and darkness came over him, and he groped about, seeking someone to lead him by the hand. When the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed, for he was amazed at the teaching about the Lord. Acts 13one 12 Fellow children of Abraham and you God-fearing Gentiles, it is to us that this message of salvation has been sent. The people of Jerusalem and their rulers did not recognize Jesus, yet in condemning him they fulfilled the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath. Though they found no proper ground for a death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him executed. When they had carried out all that was written about him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, 
and for many days he was seen by those who had traveled with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to our people. We tell you the good news, what God promised our ancestors he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising up Jesus. As it is written in the second psalm, You are my son, today I have become your father. God raised him from the dead so that he will never be subject to decay. As God has said, I will give you the holy and sure blessings promised to David. So it is also stated elsewhere, you will not let your holy one see decay. Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep, he was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. But the one whom God raised from the dead did not see decay. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses. Take care that what the prophets have said does not happen to you. Look, you scoffers, wonder and perish, for I am going to do something in your days that you would never believe, even if someone told you. As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. When the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy. They began to contradict what Paul was saying and heaped abuse on him. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly. We had to speak the word of God to you first. Since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. For this is what the Lord has commanded us, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord, and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region. But the Jewish leaders incited the God-fearing women of high standing and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. So, they shook the dust off their feet as a warning to them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Acts 13 26-52 Isis Unveiled, Volume 2, Chapter 1 Yea, the time cometh, that whomsoever killeth you, will think that he doeth God's service, Gospel according to John 16:2. Let him be anathema, who shall say that human sciences ought to be pursued in such a spirit of freedom that one may be allowed to hold as true their assertions, even when opposed to revealed doctrines. Ecumenical Council of 1870. Duke of Gloucester, the Church. Where is it? King Henry VI, Act 1, Scene 1. In the United States of America, 60,000, 60,428 men are paid salaries to teach the science of God and his relations to his creatures. These men contract to impart to us the knowledge which treats of the existence, character, and attributes of our Creator, his laws and government, the doctrines we are to believe and the duties we are to practice. 5,000, 5,141 of them, with the prospect of 1,273 theological students to help them in time, teach this science according to a formula prescribed by the Bishop of Rome, to 5 million people. 
55,000, 55,287 local and traveling ministers, representing 15 different denominations, each contradicting the other upon more or less vital theological questions, instruct, in their respective doctrines, 33 million, 33,500,000 other persons, of these teach according to the canons of the cis-Atlantic branch of an establishment which acknowledges a daughter of the late Duke of Kent, as its spiritual head. There are many hundred thousand Jews, some thousands of Orientals of all kinds, and a very few who belong to the Greek Church. A man at Salt Lake City, with 19 wives and more than 100 children and grandchildren, is the supreme spiritual ruler over 90,000 people, who believe that he is in frequent intercourse with the gods, for the Mormons are polytheists as well as polygamists, and their chief god is represented as living in a planet they call Kalab. The god of the Unitarians is a bachelor, the deity of the Presbyterians, Methodists, Congregationalists, and the other Orthodox Protestant sects, a spouseless father with one son, who is identical with himself. In the attempt to outvie each other in the erection of their 62,000 Anna churches, prayer houses, and meeting halls, in which to teach these conflicting theological doctrines, $354,485,581 have been spent. The value of the Protestant parsonages alone, in which are sheltered the disputants and their families, is roughly calculated to approximate $54,157,16,179,387 are, moreover, contributed every year for current expenses of the Protestant denominations only. One Presbyterian church in New York cost around a million, a Catholic altar alone, one-fourth as much. We will not mention the multitude of smaller sects, communities, and extravagantly original little heresies in this country which spring up one year to die out the next, like so many spores of fungi after a rainy day. We will not even stop to consider the alleged millions of spiritualists, for the majority lack the courage to break away from their respective religious denominations. These are the backdoor Nicodemuses. H.P. Blavatsky Now, with Pilate, let us inquire, what is truth? Where is it to be searched for amid this multitude of warring sects? Each claim to be based upon divine revelation, and each to have the keys of the celestial gates. Is either in possession of this rare truth? Or, must we exclaim with the Buddhist philosopher, there is but one truth on earth, and it is unchangeable, and this is, that there is no truth on it. Though we have no disposition whatever to trench upon the ground that has been so exhaustively gleaned by those learned scholars who have shown that every Christian dogma has its origin in the heathen rite, still the facts which they have exhumed, since the enfranchisement of science, will lose nothing by repetition. Besides, we propose to examine these facts from a different and perhaps rather novel point of view, that of the old philosophies as esoterically understood. These we have barely glanced at in our first volume. We will use them as the standard by which to compare Christian dogmas and miracles with the doctrines and phenomena of ancient magic, and the modern new dispensation, as spiritualism is called by its votaries. Since the materialists deny the phenomena without investigation, and since the theologians in admitting them offer us the poor choice of two palpable absurdities, the devil and miracles, we can lose little by applying to the theurgists, and they may actually help us to throw a great light upon a very dark subject. Professor A. Butleroff, of the Imperial University of St. Petersburg, remarks in a recent pamphlet, entitled Mediumistic Manifestations, as follows. 
Let the facts of modern spiritualism belong if you will, to the number of those which were more or less known by the ancients, let them be identical with those which in the dark ages gave importance to the office of Egyptian priest or Roman augur, let them even furnish the basis of the sorcery of our Siberian shaman, let them be all these, and, if they are real facts, it is no business of ours. All the facts in nature belong to science, and every addition to the store of science enriches instead of impoverishing her. If humanity has once admitted a truth, and then in the blindness of self-conceit denied it, to return to its realization is a step forward, and not backward. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 15 From the heights of power unbelievable to the human intellect, there can come assistance to you all in times when some of you scarcely know you need it. Yet I say to you, every moment you need the light of our love to abide with you, to travel with you, to dwell within you, and to expand through and around you in order to keep the blessings and the power from our octave ever flowing in and around you, until your service to life is finished in this world. You have called for greater protection, and so the call has been answered by those of us who have the power to protect, who know how to protect, and who, to a very large degree, can tell you ahead of time when you are going to need that protection. So, your awareness of our presence with you will automatically enable our protection to abide with you. And may our flame of love stand between you and everything of the outer world's disturbance. We can bring you power of accomplishment which comes from love alone, not the love as you know it, the love from the great central sun that bestows its boundless power and infinite perfection upon the extension of itself, upon each life flame, who will open the door and let the blessings flow. So now, since I have been guardian of that door, and which I still am, I offer you tonight the opportunity for it to swing wide, so far as each of you is concerned, and let the blessings of our realm flood you and your world for your use in very practical ways. The angelic hosts are going to manifest to mankind in ways that cannot be denied. Applause. Thank you precious ones. For just a moment while you are standing, I wish to say, some of those manifestations are to come through the pageant and moving picture of I am come, because you have given us the opportunity and have opened the door by which we may act in your world to bless you, and through you bring to mankind the proof of our reality, the release of our power, and the light of our unfolding love, that all shall see and all shall feel, and one day, all must be. Thank you. Won't you be seated, please? Beloved Listening Angel In entering into the lower atmosphere of Earth tonight, it is with great happiness that I can make you aware of myself in a very tangible, powerful way. I hope and I feel certain that you will be aware of my presence, and the presence of others of the angelic host, quite tangibly, perhaps several times each day. If we can dwell together in the release of this power and light of our love, you will find growing rapidly in the mental and feeling world of mankind, the acceptance of our presence and the call for our help. And this is what we require to render still greater assistance. So we have come to you as the open door through which we may all release to the earth the sacred fire of eternal love whose miracles will never cease, and whose miracles are all-powerful everywhere throughout the universe. The door I hold open tonight invites you into our realm during the time when the body rests in sleep. If you ask to come, we can give you assistance which you feel when you awaken in the morning. In the tangible, 
physical flesh body you will feel the power, the reality, the love, and the peace which enters into you as you come to us each night and dwell within our realm of power and light and love and peace. And as you bring it back into the outer self will you find the day giving you its blessings with a great joy. Each day will be the anticipation of greater joy, until you will find that the love of the angelic host is the day star that leads you to heights without limit, and to peace eternal and clothes you with power to do anything, so long as the great God presence, the mighty I am, is loved and worshipped and recognized and obeyed. So, as we enter into closer association through the production of I am come, you will find more of our blessings ever attending you, and all of our power ever ready to assist you as you go forward and reveal to the world the beauty and the power and the love of the beings in our realm of life. May our realm and yours become one now, and as the greater expansion of this activity of the mighty Saint Germain reaches into the hearts and minds of mankind, it will carry the conviction of our reality and our love and our ever-blessing presence, to abide with those who begin to recognize our existence and our power to assist mankind to be free. There are many beings in the realms of the angelic host whose beauty will make you speechless with love and adoration, because it blesses with such power that it brings those beings close to you. And then again, once more you will live in God's world of the happiness and the purity and the love that is your eternal heritage. May you feel the peace of my love and the power of its light ever clothing you at all times with whatever you require, until abiding with you, it becomes your world forever. May you forever, forever and forever dwell in the heart of my love and be its victorious command to the earth wherever you abide, until it illumines everything with the light of eternity. Thank you with all my heart. Beloved Listening Angel, 